Why, hello. Oh, hey. Hey, can you girl. hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm just using So I wasn't sure if it was going to be clear. So you let me know if it gets shoddy. I'm here. Oh. I'm your host, Meg the Stallion, a.k.a. the Hot Girl Coach. Eh. Mm, I definitely had... Damn, I definitely had a, um, a name for this week, too. It had to do with the episode. Now I don't remember what it is. Uh... Barbecue. What a barbecue sauce, Edgar. Well, this time it's brown sugar. We're going to get into it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm your host, Mandingo Monday. I don't know. Mandingo Monday at the study. So how are you? Do you want to kick it off with a how are you? How you doing before we sure. dive into the episode? Sure, sure, sure. I'm fine. No, um, been at the crib, like, you know, most people. Yeah. And yeah. Rona got us at, at the crib. I tried. I'm trying. I'm still trying a nice Portuguese red today. Really like it. It's really fun. You like it and you take it. Yeah, I'm starting glass number yeah. two. Yeah. Okay. Did you watch, I don't know what you're doing with your free time. Did you watch Too Hot to Handle on Netflix? I don't see why you would. No, no I'm not girl. familiar. Don't what watch it? it. Okay. It wants to be Temptation Island, but it's not as good as Temptation Island. Okay. But it's a show wow. about these straight people who go and they think they're the hottest people in the world. And apparently this show picks them because they're supposed to be really hot and sexy and attractive. And most of them are like, you know sex isn't that deep i don't have actual relationships and i have a lot of sex and like i have sex every day and whatever and then after they get on the island they tell them after they've had a minute to like start to feel attraction to each other they tell them um that they're in it to win a fifty thousand dollar pot hundred thousand dollar pot and um that if they have any physical contact with each other at all in any sexual way, like even kissing or caressing or whatever, then they'll lose money. Also, if they masturbate, they'll lose money. And they don't say like if there'll be one winner or if they'll split the money or whatever, they just tell them you'll lose money. And all these stupid people like be making out and stuff anyway and like having sex anyway is is stupid. Anyway, <laughs> it was a weird Netflix original okay. rabbit hole. But it only took me two days to finish, so okay. I didn't lose that much time of my life. I just finished a Little House of Fires. Um, oh, is that even what, what it's called? called? No, it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely little fires everywhere. I have not watched it, nor have I read the book. What did Eventually. I say? Eventually. You said Little House of Fires? No, I have not. I have not acquainted myself with the story, but I feel like someone simply must um, write a little house on the prairie or whatever it is. Um, little fires everywhere crossover AU fan fiction. Oh yeah, <laughs> because you did that. That would be cute. Um, I hate Carrie's wig in this. I mean, it's set in the '90s, but like so many black women were, were wearing their hair in different styles. And I just really hate Carrie's she, wig in this one. I just she's do. not a great wig bearer. No, it reminds me of Halle Berry in the call. <laughs> it's very. I never watched that. It's just the wig. It's the wig. It's. The, but you know, I saw some screenshots. The the way it's structured, it just looks too wiggish. But it is a very good show. I would recommend it. It's a little, you know, yeah. race liberal. 
to me, but you know, we're never going to get the black radical shit we need. But mm-hmm. um, I've heard good things it's from cute. Some people of different backgrounds. It does what it does, you know. I think it's an interesting mm-hmm. show. I'll say that. It gives you what it needs to give. Yeah. So, who wants to give the summary of last week's episode? Who wants to give the summary? You can do that because mm-hmm. I want to jump into the okay. scene. Um, all right, let me think about what happened last week. So last week we had a part two, right? We had part two of um like kind of a continuation from the pilot. So they went to Mandingo. No, they went to Metrosexual Wednesdays. Um, Noah took Wade to that and picked him up. And um, his friends popped up because they're also concerned about whether or not this boy is straight. Is he being let on? Blah, blah, blah. And then Wade um, was like, I am very sexually enticed by you. But um, in order for anything to happen to us, you know, because I'm straight, I need a threesome to happen. I need to be a girl in a room. And then Noah went for the threesome and um, it didn't quite work out. He got into it as best as he could, but then Wade called it off. And then Wade was like, I don't like boys. I do like boys. I don't know. And then they had sex and it was great for both parties. Um, Without the girl, the girl left. And Chance was struggling with wanting to move in with his husband and doing so, but then feeling a little smothered, especially like, you know, with a kid in the house and not being able to let go of his old apartment. And he tried to come to the conclusion that he would like to give up um, the keys to the husband's place and move back into his old apartment. But then the husband gave him his own space. Um in the house like his own little cave so he decided to stay and that was way longer than that should have been but that is what happened last episode (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm just gonna slide in here oh wait and then wait and then the a and the b plots for this episode oh there's actually three plots this episode i thought that was interesting there's an a b and a c i can give those okay if you yeah go ahead you do that um let me think about the hierarchy i know what is definitely the a plot well noah Um, and wade are definitely the most important characters so you can start with yes obviously at this yeah certainly at this point in time especially um so wade is struggling and um really feeling like i think he's feeling two things He's feeling a little too seen as a newly gay man. And um, he is also feeling possessive over Noah in a sense that he doesn't like how flirty he is with Ricky. So they're struggling with that. Um, What are the B and C plots? I just remember there's two more plots. Oh, Chance's husband um, is awesome skullduggery. He's out here. In these streets. Um hooking up with he needs some thug love so he's hooking up with some thugs and uh, there's one more plot i made my notes days ago so it is totally it's, a, it's okay trey there. and alex are trey trying alex new were, things in the bedroom. yes okay sex toys have entered the they chat went for mm-hmm. webcam sex and now yes i've entered the chat <laughs> and now they're on sex toys and Alex is starting to feel concerned because he feels like he can't get back to his normal sex life with his husband. Okay. And we're gonna and we're, we're gonna pick it up right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we open with <laughs> Noah and Wade freshly fucked and ready to go again. We're at Noah's apartment. Yes. It's yes, Noah's apartment is very cute. It's very um yellow, like a muted yellow. 
um, very brown. It's very writerly. You see his laptop on the desk there. And they come into the scene. Noah is leading. Wade is behind Noah with his hands on his shoulder. They're both naked except for their briefs. Noah has on, um, he has on uh, briefs. And Wade has on boxer briefs. Definitely top bottom culture here. Because, you know. <laughs> 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 It definitely is, girl. It's I have a few cute. of these. I have a few of these uh, briefs that Noah wears that you know, mm-hmm. and my my beau only wears boxer briefs. So here we go. So we're at Noah's apartment. Mm-hmm. They are. This is for my notes. They are caressing each other madly, leading us into the kitchen. And so here we go. Noah says, "All that sex really works up an appetite." And kind of reading those words, <laughs> Wade says, "You want something to eat." Uh, Noah says, "Uh uh-uh, your turn. So (laughs) Wade says, I've never done that before. I don't don't even know how. And Noah says, I'll teach you. Just watch and play nice. And so this always confused me because I always had thought Wade ate him out first. But I guess Noah is a gold star versus bottom. He eats out. He eats ass, sucks dick, and occasionally likes a little bit of booty. Um, That's Mm -hmm. not me. So I just wanted people to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do not eat booty. I am not a bottom that likes to eat booty. I have, but I don't like it. So don't make me do it. Okay. All right. Very good. good All right. Know. So Wade tells Noah to turn around and he starts kissing him on the back, you know, heading south of the border and <laughs> enters Alex, Ricky, and Chance. Um, Chance says, wake up. It's the brunch police. Alex says something about salmon cakes. I didn't catch it. And Chance says, I've got omelets. <laughs> <laughs> they enter to find Wade, I guess, with his tongue in Noah's bujana because the camera cuts away to Wade with a frightened straight boy look on his face. And so this is a thing. This is a thing. In porn, there's this very old porno in the 2000s that came out. <laughs> and um they're going at it right and then someone walks in the door and i guess this was real because his reaction was just like like he had his dick in his booty hole girl he the way he moved and like had the space so this is the thing when straight guys get caught it's a face and uh, let me go look at that again because i didn't even gather that there was i didn't know where he meant his tongue was when he was right right it did not make sense so um all right so what was i saying um so sorry they find okay i guess with okay so i said i guess with noah's with um with his tongue and noah's vagina because the camera cuts to wade with a bright and straightforward look on his face and um alex gasps very loudly and wade runs away and ricky says um Mm -hmm. looks like some somebody started eating without us and we cut to the theme song um okay so i'm just gonna take this over because i really love the scene (laughs) and i'll pass it off to you oh okay girl take it okay oh but before that um (laughs) um so i wanted to say there's this weird moment when noah says just watch and play nice um which i'm not like technically that's a very strange dialogue i don't know what that means 
I was looking closely and it's dubbed, but I couldn't tell what he originally said, but it was not oh. that. And I watched it on mute like four times and I was like, I don't know what he originally said, but it wasn't that. And I really wonder what it what it was that they decided oh. to take out. Um so the play nice is a dub. He didn't actually say that. Because, you know, he acts with yeah. his lips. So it's always it's obvious. Very, yeah, when, he's, when he's dubbing when a he's... scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, also, yeah, that's really interesting about the... Because I was like, how does tongue wear? Anyway, so we'll get to it. Um, credits play. And then uh, scene where... Let me continue my mute playing. Um Noah has rushed in the bathroom to find Wade sitting on the bed, or wait, no, in the bedroom. I did not spell check these notes. Wade scurried off into the bedroom. Noah has rushed into the bedroom to find Wade sitting on the, like, the edge of the bed, looking very dejected. Um, I was pretty surprised that he didn't, like, in my slow watching, I was surprised that he didn't get dressed, you know, because when you feel all that shame and stuff, you know, it's a new game, like, you, you think he was scurrying into the room and put on his clothes, but he's still sitting there in his underwear. Um, Noah needs to explain that he totally forgot that it's monthly brunch. Um, this is the thing they do, you know, once a month, and it's his turn to host. Wade is outraged that they have keys, as in his friends. Um, and then Noah explains that they all do, you know, for emergencies. And then Alex, um, what does this note mean to me? Alex is at the door, <laughs> knocking on the bedroom French doors, um, with chance next to him and he goes no you got any brown sugar where's the brown sugar at, girl? iconic line <laughs> it's just like it's yes and it was the episode before where he was like you got any you got any barbecue sauce with barbecue sauce that girl and i just think it's funny that they decided to repeat that like they knew it was going to be funny enough to repeat the next episode like before they got any feedback from it i thought that was cute um, so Noah shouts that it's in the cabinet and Alex whispers to Chance I'm making candy yams and Chance goes for brunch <laughs> and Alex says yams is a new brunch food oh magazine girl and then, in the bedroom Noah's Hold on. talking to Wade and he's begging. so when Noah says in the cabinet by the sink that's actually a color purple line yeah yep Seely says that to uh, to to, um, to wow. Albert to Mister, it's in the cabinet by the sink. Yeah. In the cabinet by the sink. Wow! Look at Patrick mm-hmm. and Polk. The culture, the culture. Mm-hmm. so cultured. Yes. So he says um, to Wade. He says, you know, oh, because Wade is embarrassed, and he's, you know, he's he's not with it. He's embarrassed. He said they have. I have my tongue down here, whatever. And they saw that. And Noah says that he they've seen worse, and he wants Wade to get to know his friends um, so that he'll love them. Noah begs some more. He gives Wade this lick on the neck, which looks very like, it looks like two actors who don't know each other well enough yet. It was very tepid, but sure, I guess, because it somehow persuaded Wade. So the lick on the neck persuaded Wade, and then he like gives in, and that's the end of the scene. He doesn't say any words. Next scene is the brunch okay, table. You can I'll take it if you start. Girl, something is wrong with my player. It keeps like cutting and chopping, but here we go. Are you using Daily Motion? I've discovered. Oh no, I'm using my iTunes. It's weird because Daily Motion, like I guess to get away with it, they've like mm-hmm. flipped the image. So every time you see a street sign or something, it's actually backwards. Okay, but, yeah, so I'll, I'll go there. Um, so we cut to Alex, and Alex says, "So who wants to go first? 
Noah, we already been up, uh, been all up in your bujana, so no need to recap. So Ricky goes, but I want more in-depth detail. Chance says, with what, a proxtoscope? Um, and Alex says, <laughs> Alex inquires about that fine-ass store clerk, Dwayne. And Ricky says, he's on tour, dance for Beyonce or Janet, one of them divas. Noah says, so this time you're hiring a new sex slave? And Ricky goes, no, this time I just want somebody who's going to do the job. Um, and then... Bobbing for apples. <laughs> What's that? Bobbing for apples? And... Or tossing salads. And so um, Wade is visibly uncomfortable <laughs> with this conversation. <laughs> and you can take mm-hmm. it from there because I don't know what is going on with this video. Okay. Okay. Um, so Noah says to Ricky, which job? Bobbing for apples? And then Alex asks, or tossing salads. So they're throwing their little gay euphemisms around the booty and stuff like that. Oh, I remember my comment from the last one, <laughs> but I'll give it to you when this one's over. Um, Wade says, tossing the salad? And he sounds all, like, confused. He's saying it slowly. He doesn't know what's going on. This is new lingo for him. Um, it's kind of cute in a way if he didn't have this tantrum that's coming um, that he's trying to participate in the conversation, that he's trying to get the information. He just doesn't have the tools. He doesn't know what's going on. So he's trying to understand and with a slightly different attitude, it would have been really cute. Um, and then Noah tries to explain, but he's just like wordlessly mouthing things because he doesn't know where to start explaining tossing salads. And then Wade like uses context clues and gets that it's a gay thing and then he looks really embarrassed. And then Ricky tells him, you know, no need to be embarrassed. All gay men love booty, especially me. And no one tries to get Ricky to admit that he's a sex addict. Like he's telling him like to repeat, I'm Ricky, I'm a sex addict, blah, blah, blah. But instead Ricky tells him to shut up and suck the nipple. And Noah's a little confused at first, but then Ricky grabs his head and smashes it into his own chest, like smashes it, like it's a little aggressive. And then he's like, suck the nipple. And Noah squeals in a very high-pitched way. You know, they're playing around. They're they're being very hands-on and playful. Wade is disturbed by this, slams the table like the most dramatic queen I've ever met, says, excuse me, then says, bathroom, and he gets up to leave. Um, all the girls at the table are very quiet because how do you even react to this? And then um, Noah follows him into the bathroom. He keeps having to follow him into other rooms. It's very um, interesting. Um, also, what I was going to say was when they were like, it's your turn to eat or whatever, whatever. I was like, hmm, I know what this means for gay girls. Like, <laughs> when we use the word eat. And I was like, are they sucking each other's dicks? I don't know what that means. In the... And then I was like, oh, they're eating bujana. But he turned him around. Yeah, he so turned him around to eat his bujana. So I think in the bedroom, in uh... the bedroom, uh, Noah ate Wade's bujanas, but... Wade didn't eat Noah's pajamas, so that's what I was unclear on. So I was like, "Wait, Wade don't eat pajamas?" Mm-hmm. So I guess he was trying it. Like, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. why are you trying it in the morning? Like standing mm-hmm. up, y'all nasty. Um, <laughs> Girl, <laughs> these are logistics. But I don't even think don't about. hate me. My oh. notes are not here from 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 here until the the next scene. So can you please take it over? I can't find my. Notes. <laughs> Okay. Okay. 
also with this episode, honestly, there's so much ensemble and there's so much like phone calling that it's hard to tell when a scene ends or begins. So, you know, we'll just hand off as we feel necessary. Um, I can continue. Okay, so he follows him to the bathroom. Like, I kind of feel like it's the same scene, right? Like, it's the same group of people. It's just a different part of the house. It's hard to tell. We'll handle it. It's fine. Um, So Wade's sitting on the closed toilet. Like, he's just sitting there having a seat. Fully clothed. No pants dropped. Noah kneels again, asking him what's wrong and if he's jealous of Ricky. And Wade tells him, ain't even that kind of party. They make sure to make him sound like as hood <laughs> as they can. <laughs> he's like, ain't even that kind of party. And he's like, you can do whatever you want. And ain't nobody jealous. And then Noah says, good, because they're just friends. And besides, um, besides, been there, done that. And Noah, I mean, Wade looks a little like like a bell went off in his head, like been there, done that. Like, what does that mean for you and Ricky? And Noah tells him to come back to the brunch um, table and then kisses him and leaves. Wade's face is still cracked and he just sort of sits there in silence. And then we leave that mini scene. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Still, me continue? I go on? Yes? Okay. Back to the table. The girls are still quiet because, you know, awkward. Noah has rejoined the table. They're waiting for Wade to come back. But instead, Wade passes and goes straight out the door, like, wordlessly. doesn't say, you know, bye, I'm heading out, anything like that. Um, He slams the door. Ricky taps Noah to look as Wade is walking out on them. You know, like, look what your man's doing. Like, he over there tripping. So he taps Noah. Noah looks back and sees him leave. Um, Ricky says that he hopes it wasn't something that he said. Ricky clearly doesn't care, but he says, I hope it, was, I hope it wasn't something I said. Noah says that he had errands to run, which is definitely a lie because, you know, they just agree that he would come back to the table. I thought that was interesting because on the last episode, Alex discovered that his his husband had a Hotmail booty profile. And when the girls asked if he knew that, he said, of course I do. You know, we don't keep secrets from each other. And um, here we have Noah lying about, you know, a thing. It's like they don't want each other to know when there's a rift in their relationships. Because um, Noah doesn't tell them that Wade is bothered by something that he decided to leave. I mean, he doesn't really know that Wade's bothered by anything until Wade leaves because they just had a talk and it seemed fine. Um, and now Wade is stormed out. I like that he didn't let it ruin brunch, though. That's cute. That's that's very strong with him. Um, Family. Mm-hmm. Um, so Noah then plays it off, fixes his face, and asks, asks Alex... Um, What's up with him? And Alex announces that he's having a small issue with Trey. And Noah says, an issue? Sounds juicy, do tell. And Alex explains that Trey's now obsessed with the webcam slash internet aspect of their sex life. He says, it's like our regular sex life ain't enough. So we have to use the internet as an intermediary. So in an effort to wean Trey off cyber sex, I bought a sex toy. And Ricky goes, now it's getting juicy. Noah raises his eyebrows with a little bit of shock. You know, they're really leaning into the story. And Alex explains further. At first, things was cool. I was cool about mine. Trey loved it. But now he's transferred his obsession from the internet to the sex toys. And Noah asks him what he means by that. Alex tells them about how he came home one night to find Trey using sex toy by himself, which to me is not that strange. <laughs> like, people masturbate. Um, that's something people do. Um but we get a funny little shot of this this thing that happens. So we see Trey in bed with his eyes closed, masturbating under the covers, looking very much like on the brink of nutting. Um, and Alex comes in wearing a weird, a weird oversized baseball t-shirt. Like it's like 
it's got the baseball t-shirt pattern but it's oversized which like doesn't isn't, that's counterintuitive um it's white like it has a white base it's got the green sleeves and green collar border and then it has like a brown flower and a yellow flower on it and then he's wearing a matching hat too like where did you get this like who made this for you like is it triple five soul like who did this um, <laughs> so Alex looks shocked at his boyfriend masturbating. He puts his hand over his mouth. Um, and that's basically that whole little mini clip that we get. And then we cut back to Alex at the table telling them this and saying it's gotten worse because um, he then brought home, because then Trey brought home a different sex toy every week. Like it was starting to become a thing. And then we get a, like a succession of little tiny clips of Trey bringing home different sex toys as Alex narrates. So Alex says, first it was the beaded prober. And then we see Alex on the couch or on his bed. I'm not sure. It's weird because they have an interesting headboard. So we see um, Alex posted up and Trey comes in smiling and holding up this sex toy. And then um, Trey like bites the ear. He's like flirting with him with his little bite motion. And um, Alex smiles disinterestedly. Then Alex says, then it was the robot ring. And then again, we see Alex, different outfit, doing paperwork in bed. Trey comes in with a toy, smiling. Another unhappy smile from Alex. And then Alex says on the voiceover, he even brought home a vibrating strap-on, which that part took me out. And then we see again, Trey comes into the doorway with a pink paper bag, fumbles pulling out this um, like red strap-on with a black like harness. And um, he's like fiddling with it. Like he doesn't even know how to work it. Like it, he looks, he even looks confused, but he's excited. It's very funny. Also, I wanted to note during that third one with the dildo, Trey is wearing a polo short sleeved with brown, pink and white stripes on it. It looks kind of like metropolitan ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to point that out because it's going to come up again and it's going to come up again in this episode. And I'm just going to call out the wardrobe team now because that shirt was ugly the first time. We didn't see it the second time, but it's going to come up again. <laughs> oh, so that anyway, polo. I see it. That polo. Oh, so girl. Noah, um, back at the table, the brunch table, Noah wants to know what the problem is. You know, with him liking sex toys, it's not that odd. And Knox is like, I just want to put some normalcy back into our sex lives. And Ricky protests about the normalcy. He says, you know, normalcy is not a word you should hear when it comes to your sex life. Noah then asks Chance to switch the topic if he's moved out of his old apartment yet. And then Chance looks, you know, like he's been caught. And he's like, he looks like he's about to say no. He looks like he's about to say, no, I have not given up my apartment. But he explains. Um, Alex is surprised. He's like, you haven't given up that old apartment? And then Ricky is like, of course he didn't. And Noah tells Chance that he must take care of it. So Chance finally says that he will tomorrow because he's still putting it off okay and i'll pick it up from here so our next scene it takes place in melrose ad store trade analysis um and we see ricky he's interviewing um potential new employees asking them sexually suggestive questions um he's you know he's trying to gauge from these new employees you know if if they're going to come on to him or if they're going to be easy to you know um uh, uh, have his way with as he did Dwayne in the previous episode. That's not what he's looking for, as he explained in brunch. Um, okay, so he keeps asking, and so we get a split screen of like him interviewing different employees, and one of them is this 
Latina woman. I don't know why, but um, okay. And um, so sure, she's there. And then we get this um, this black guy who's also Asian. Um, <laughs> he is actually from the show um, The Immortals. It's a vampire show that used to come on the CW, I believe. Um, I'd actually sidebar Hobar um, spotted. I I had I had brunch in Brooklyn, and he came in with this white girl and sat next to me. I was like, "Oh my god, I know you from somewhere." And I watched Noah's Ark, and he was in Noah's Ark. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, <laughs> so um, that's interesting that I spotted him. So like, would you be would you? So Ricky asked this question: like, would you would they be comfortable working under me? And all of the potential employees seem more into Ricky than the job, including the fiery Latina woman. And Rick, uh, uh, Ricky questions the black male actor from the vampire show. And um, when he asks him the question, would you feel comfortable working under me? He says, yes. Oh, yes. I'd love to work under you. And he places his hand on Ricky's leg. And Ricky tells him that we'll, he'll call him. Um, Next, we flash to a rather handsome, typical light-skinned gay man. This um, we later find out his name is Raphael, and he tells Ricky he doesn't he doesn't mix business with pleasure. And Ricky hires Raphael on the spot and tells him to go out front and um, to fill out the forms while checking him out as he walks away. So clearly, Ricky is interested, and uh, Raphael just may be a little bit hard to get. So the next scene, Chance um, gives away his keys, finally, and then the next... Um, excuse me. Girl? Oh. Scene by scene. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's fine, go Okay, ahead. go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just getting into oh, it, because okay. the next scene is Ricky giving away his... It's Chance giving away the keys, and then the next scene is... Chance at Ricky's... The office? Yeah. <gasps> we're going to be... In... I see now that we're going to be fighting over certain scenes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do this one? They're fun. <laughs> Fine. But you truncated the last one so much. I was so impressed because honestly, my notes are so long for that scene because it was hard to make notes for because it keeps jumping from like interviewee to interviewee. Mm-hmm. So I was really impressed by that. Thank you. I'm trying to keep it, you know, concise. Mm-hmm. And then the parts that are really mm-hmm. eclectic and really stand out and really iconic, we want to espouse upon, of course. So, um mm-hmm. Okay, so the oh, I'm so jealous, but I'm gonna let you have it. But I'm so jealous. <laughs> okay, so the next scene is oh wait, one yeah. more thing. How do you know the name of Ricky's store? I've never gathered that because it's on the block ne- behind the register. It says trade, and then the bottom half says analysis. I never saw that. <laughs> I never <laughs> knew. I never knew. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, chance so, keys, landlord. Chance. Okay, chance gives the keys to the landlord, <laughs> and then the next scene we cut away. Chance is at Eddie's office talking to the receptionist. Um, he just missed Eddie. The, the receptionist says, "You just missed him. He's gone to lunch." And Chance tells the receptionist he has a uh, chocolate cheesecake, his favorite, and he'll just go into his office and leave him a note. So the next scene is at is Chance mm-hmm. at Eddie's desk. He's writing him a note when all of a sudden. And I am comes from the screen name DL Thug Lover. And if you follow me on Twitter, mm-hmm. this is where my, <laughs> this is where my handle comes from. I am not exclusively only into trade. So I just want to stop that myth that's going around about me. I don't just care about trade, okay? I love fem tops. Fem tops hit me up. Okay, here we go. So the screen name DL Thug Lover, iconic because this is the thug 
this is the thug era, right? This is when th- when mm-hmm. thug overload enters the porn mainstream. You have thug overload. You have thug boy. You have um, uh, poppy thugs. You have Tagaz. You have all these major <laughs> porn dog pound USA. You have all the major porn black porn um, uh, industries all you know, promoting the thug life. And like this, there's always in the pornos um, and the black gay porn, there's always like a robbery or, you know, um, you know, the men are having sex to barter in some way. They're not having sex because they're, they desire each other. So thugness was very, was very popular around this era. And this is going to make sense within the Mm -hmm. spectrum of this episode because more in the spectrum of the show, because more happens. Okay. So, sending love. Yes, yes okay. it does. Yes, more definitely happens with the thug. Okay, stuff. so DL Thug Lover, I am's um, Eddie, uh, and the, the I am reads 1213 Vermont Street, see you at seven. The camera turns to a close up of Chance. His face is devastated. The next scene is Noah's house. Mm-hmm. Take it away, girl. Okay. Actually, two things. So I wanted to remark upon, because I said that it was going to come back, DL Thug Lover as the screen name here for this instant message chat, this AIM message that arrived. Um, it's interesting because we already seen the name DL Thug Lover, like in the last episode with the hot oh. booty. Like we had, yeah, I was wondering if like, if Patrick and Polk had, um, Use that screen name <laughs> at some point. Did he was it a personal joke amongst you know crew and staff? Was there somebody that he knew that had the screen name DL Thuglover? Because when Alex was on Hotmail Booty and you know experiencing it for the first time, and Trey caught him using it in the middle of him saying this cybersex is hot, he was chatting with a guy who had the screen name DL. Oh, it certainly was. Like you know, Booty. I think it may have been like a running gag because. Like I said, yeah, like I like the maybe. thugness was, it, it was everywhere, girl. It was just everywhere. Like you couldn't escape just mm-hmm. being a thug and like living thug life. I should show you this picture of me. <laughs> Homo thugs. Oh my God. Don't laugh at me. Okay. I was straight. All right. Send it. But if you send it, I'm going to put it okay. on Twitter. Let me go look at it. Whoever this light skinned person is, looks like a young Trey. Oh my god, this is so funny. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, girl. You should have walked the ball, thug realness. Really? You think <laughs> I'm giving all of that? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't doubt it if I didn't know you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, where were Wait. we in this delicious... <gasps> so... Cut to chance, spilling the tea. Instagram, or sorry, no, the instant message that he saw on his husband's okay. computer at his office. Okay, you want to on? Hmm? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Okay, so um, Chance is complaining on Noah's couch. They're all at Noah's apartment, all four of the girls. Um, they're all eating Chinese takeout out of their little to-go boxes with chopsticks. You know. He calls Eddie neurotic. He says he's given up so much to be with Eddie. Um, he complains about the tight schedule that Eddie even has um, Kenya on. He says, poor baby doesn't know whether she's coming or going. <laughs> and then he yells about how he takes he takes her to most of these things himself. Most of these like 
you know, baby ballet and all the things that Kenya is enrolled in. He's the one, you know, shuttling her around to all of these things. Um, while, oh, I forgot to turn my volume back off. Anyway. So he's shuttling Kenya around while Eddie's out whoring about, as he says. Um, so Noah asks him, what exactly did the message say? You know, because he's off into a rant about how Eddie must be cheating. So Noah asks him, what does the message say exactly? And Chance tells him, you know, the address and see you at seven. And Noah asks, you know, how do you know that that's cheating? Doesn't Eddie have any friends? And Chance says, with the screen name DL Thug Lover? <laughs> and so Noah replies, my screen name is Horny Ho. And then Ricky says, mine is Hot Black Top. Which is like, this is totally valid. Especially in those times with a with AOL Instant Messenger Girl. My Instagram, I mean, my um Instant Messenger name was Fizzy Girl 13 because I loved Little Fizz so much. Oh, see. Or I think it was Little Fizz's Girl something, something. Little Fizz something. It was something. <laughs> you would be into Little Fizzle Pop. I was young, which means I listened to what people told me I liked, which was supposed to be, you know, light skin. No, um, <clears throat> anyway, so Alex is revved up and he's like, if it was me, I would round up the girls and go over there and wreck shop. So he's already ready to like, you know, bust up somebody's house on behalf of Eddie's supposed cheating. Noah still thinks that maybe there's a logical explanation and suggests talking to Eddie. Chance leans back, you know, he's like overwhelmed with the conversation. He's done. He's checked out. And he starts playing with, like, the leaf of a plant idly, looking quite despondent. And then the house phone rings, and Noah looks at the caller ID and picks it up. And then when he picks up, he uses this cute little nickname that he has for Wade that I don't really know where he got it from. But he says, hey, Papo, can I call you back? Okay, girl. Shut up. That's all right. Come on, bro. <laughs> so that's, that's a colloquialism that all the Black gays were saying during the time. So like it's like it's it's like poppy but like a little less fetishy, popple. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's very much that. That's random. Anyway, like where do you get that from? But okay. <laughs> so um, we get a gratuitous, gratuitous establishing shot of Wade who is on his treadmill, wearing no shirt, really sweaty, wearing a headband, looking very you know early aughts, sweating away on his little treadmill. Um, he also has a huge Bluetooth earpiece in his ear, like it's so big it has an arm for the microphone, <laughs> so the microphone is actually at his mouth. <laughs> I got to chuckle out of that. So instead of like, you know, saying hi or hey, or I have a question for you, Wade just says, been there, done what? And I'm like, (laughs) at least say hi. Like y'all had this conversation mad long ago. Anyway, I also was wondering if this is the first time they've spoken since he stormed out of the apartment. And if so, like, should Noah have picked up with more of a grave tone or I don't know. It's just a weird time for him to bring up this been there, done that situation. Anyway, so Noah says, huh? And Wade explains, um, you know, this is what you said about Ricky, and he wants to know what, you know, what it meant. And Noah gets up and walks out of the room with the phone so he can talk more quietly. And I would just like to pause and say, at this point, we can see his shirt in full. Um, And initially, I wasn't going to pause here, but we got to talk about the fashion. (laughs) So it's like he's wearing two T-shirts that were sewn together up the middle, like up the front, up the middle. The left has a green skeleton rib cage sort of situation. And then like white background, brown shoulder. The right has like various pink colors and a splotchy pattern with some white and some purple. Hello? I mean, 
Okay. So anyway, Noah then tells Wade on the phone, okay, this is what happened. And then we get a flashback. And so we're in a club, young Noah with his curls all out and whatever, wearing a yellow and black tracksuit. He's up against the wall. Um, he looks like he's there alone. He looks like a wallflower, you know, he looks kind of shy. He's up against the wall. He turns to see Ricky, who is staring at him, and he's surprised about being, you know, eyeballed in this club. So um, Ricky is also in a tracksuit because they're really trying to place this in whatever time frame this is supposed to be. Ricky is wearing a blue and white tracksuit. And then he has these long, straight bangs that come up, like, they come down over his eyebrows are so long. <laughs> but he still has the same haircut that he has now. So it's like he just put, like, a like a bang track in the front of his head. I don't know. Anyway, um don't know what year this is supposed to be noah in the voiceover is explaining the scene he's like when i was 18 years old and i was a virgin i met ricky the viper at this club and then we see ricky biting his lip at noah back in the flashback and noah mouths to him young noah says me and points at himself you know in disbelief and then the flashback ricky he like nods in a yes and then no one voiceover says that ricky dragged him onto the dance floor a few fever groups later they were at his store so ricky's at the store for a while ricky drops low on the ground like drops low in front of <laughs> noah's body in the in the flashback they're on the dance floor still um and like body rolls up him a couple of times and then kisses Noah, and then we see them in the back room, as Noah has described. Ricky slams him up against the wall in the back room, and then starts to undress him. And Noah describes um, in the voiceover that before Ricky get his pants undone, it happened. And then we see flashback Noah, like, damn near convulsing and, like, making a bunch of, like, hissing mouth sounds. He's sucking in a lot of air. He's, you know, a lot is happening for him. And then he, like, gasps. And um, Wade, in current times, steps off his treadmill because this is getting serious for him. And he goes, what happened? And Noah says, skeet, skeet in my pants. (laughs) And Wade, like, he's looking for a reason to be angry. So he's like, because you were so attracted to him. And Noah says defensively that it wasn't wasn't because he was so attracted to him, but it was because um, he was so inexperienced and because he was drunk. And so, like... All the red flags are coming up, basically. Like, Wade really wants to be angry at him for something that happened in the past. He's looking for reasons to be mad at Noah. I don't really like it. It's giving me bad vibes. But anyway, Wade says, did Ricky ski ski? <laughs> <laughs> Which is just funny. Anyway, you slice it. Did Ricky ski ski? Um, which also, what difference does it make whether or not Ricky nut it? And I don't really see the point here. Um, Noah says no, and that it was over after that. They switched to buddy mode. They were girlfriends forever. So then we see in the flashback, Noah and Ricky start giggling about the whole situation. You know, they switched, as he said, switched to instant friend mode. Um, Wade is still a dog with a bone. And he says, so he's still waiting for his. And Noah has to yell at him, like, stop it. It's a done deal. And then he tells him there's nothing to worry about. And then Wade's fake ass starts running again on the treadmill. You know, he's feeling normal enough to start running again. And he goes, who's worried? And then, and then he tells him he was just wondering. And he asks what Noah is doing this afternoon, finally changing topics. Noah says he might go shopping. He offers to pick Wade up. Wade sounds happy about it. And then Ricky comes up about, behind Noah, who, you know, is still on the phone, asking if Wade's on the phone. And then he puts an arm around Noah and starts joking. He's saying, like, ask him when we're going to have that threesome, which is, like, the worst moment he could possibly make that joke. 
and um, Noah tries to stop him, but it's too late. And then Wade hears him, and Wade trips up on his um, treadmill. Damn near falls off of it very comically. It was kind of funny. Like, almost injures himself. Um, I think Wade is really insecure at this point, and I think it's a, it's a big red flag. Like, I just feel like... Wait till he comes around to his gayness or whatever it is that he's struggling with because he's making everything an issue. But whatever. Um, that's okay. the end of that scene. He almost falls off his damn treadmill. So the next scene, uh, we're back in Melrose. We're about back on um, a trade analysis for Peace. It does say trade analysis. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. It does say that. I didn't know this before. So it's a dream sequence. Um, uh, Raphael is shaking mm-hmm. his bujana for Ricky. And then we cut to real life. And that's not actually what's going on. Ricky walks up behind Raphael, you know, give him a little shimmy, which is very pervy, very sexual harassment tea. And I just wrote, he. I have that. I have that I, in my I, notes. In yeah, all caps. I, <laughs> I'm actually paused at that at that very moment. And I put, um, he puts his dick on, the, on Raphael's back. And <laughs> Raphael walks away uninterested. And Ricky looks defeated, but still calculating. How is he going to get this boy into bed with him? And so here comes our girl and walks Noah. And I'm going to let you have this scene, but I'll lead into it. Okay, so he's, because Why? it's the most... It's the, Go ahead. No, Go it's ahead. the most iconic scene. Okay, so... I've said a couple already. <laughs> no, it's okay. Noah, so Noah walks in. I, I, I want the one that's after it. So um, Noah... Okay. Yeah. Oh, so Noah that. walks in. He's wearing a teal hoodie. He looks very cute. And uh, Ricky, Ricky goes, "Where's Waldo?" Meaning Wade. And Noah says, "Down the street at Foot Locker." Of course, he's at Foot Locker because he's trade. And so in walks Romeo, and take it from here. Okay. Let's see. Where's the Romeo part? I don't have a split here. So let me. Sexual harassment. Blah blah blah. I'm scrolling down. In walks Romeo. Okay. So Noah says that way is at Foot Locker, and Romeo comes up holding up a sweater. This is one of the designers that works alongside trade analysis and uh, supplies and clothes to them. Um, And Romeo wants some advice from Ricky since Ricky is, you know, the merchant side of this. And he asks if the sweater, he's like, you're showing the sweater ain't too much. And he also, he holds up a sweater. The sweater is fucking God ugly. Like it's God It's like fuck. It's like it's this knit thing, like flowy, like scalloped ends, but it's like three layers of fabric, and the top layer is like somewhere blue or gray or something, and the bottom two layers are like eggshell or ecru or like I don't know, and and then like some teal. It's weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he's asking if the sweater ain't too much, and the sweater is totally Girl. too much. Romeo kind of looks like uh-huh. EJ, um, Meg the Stallion's stylist. <laughs> he oh, wow. gives very EJ. I'm he gives very EJ. You didn't describe Romeo. Yeah. Romeo has a long. Um, okay. I'm go. Oh, girl, you, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's coming. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me see if I skip them by mistake. But I know I have them. <laughs> I know I have them. They're here. I put some fishnet something in there somewhere. Oh, I think, did we skip no. it? I always do this. Oh, let me search for fishnet because I know that's where my notes are about on me. Fish. No, that's not there. Fish. Okay. Okay, yeah, it's right here. Okay. So, Romeo comes up and he's asking if the sweater ain't too much. Romeo, by the way, very dark skinned man. 
um, long wavy black hair. Actually, you know, I don't know Romeo's gender. Um, besides the fact that they refer to them as he, him in the episode. Romeo, very dark skin, very long wavy black hair, very wet and wavy. Um, large stud nose ring, wears something that looks like a fishnet made into a tank top, but it's kind of sparkly. Um, and then something black underneath that, as well as like leather cuffs except for they cover the whole lower half of his arm with like like a not straps but like um laces up the up the sleeves it's it's a look it's a whole thing it's the contraption it's a concept um but yeah so noah says hi to romeo and romeo says hi to noah and that Noah always looks so cute, and he asks, you know, why don't you ever wear any of my stuff? And, um, by the way, Noah's just wearing, like, that teal velour tracksuit thing that you described over, like, a white t-shirt. I don't know what this always looks so cute is about, but sure. Um, Noah says, I love your stuff, Romeo, but it's much too fabulous for my, um, what do you say? Starving artist budget, starving artist income, something like that. So, Romeo's then outraged because, you know, he knows that he's close with Ricky. And he's like, you mean to tell me Ricky ain't hooking you up? And so Ricky rolls his eyes in the background, which I thought was a funny detail. And then Romeo hands out the ugly sweater, hands it to Noah and says, girl, take this sweater. <laughs> and so Romeo hands him the hideous sweater. Um, and he says, you know, only it only serves me to have a diva like you walking around in my creation. <laughs> And to this day, neither Terrell nor I can say the word creation properly. Creation. Creation. Girl, take this water. I love Romeo. I love Romeo's character. It's just really funny that he says water like that. Girl, take this water. So, um, <laughs> I can get back to the theme. Um, okay. So, Noah thanks Romeo and he says, That's so sweet. And so, Noah and Ricky walk away um, and start, you know, walking around the store. I guess Ricky needs to talk or he's trying to fix some products. I don't know what they're doing, but they're walking around the store. Noah asks how the new guy is doing because, you know, Raphael's new. Ricky says, You know, he's perfect. He's organized. He's a great salesman. He's selling a lot. But Noah interrupts him after every line and says, And he's cute. And he keeps repeating, and he's cute. And asks if Ricky hasn't, you know, with Raphael. Ricky shakes his head and says, it's great because they're not attracted to each other, which is totally a lie. He's definitely attracted to Raphael. Um, so the two of them, Noah and Ricky, are looking at Raphael and Romeo at the counter. And Raphael and Romeo were like talking and flirting. Romeo has his like hands on Raphael's chest. They're laughing and stuff. Um, Raphael was even playing with Romeo's hair at one point. And so Ricky says back in their little corner that he thinks Raphael might be kind of asexual, which is weird. Like, I don't know where he would get that impression. Like, just because he doesn't want you. <laughs> and he manages to look disgusted while he says it because for some reason, ace people are disgusting. Um, so Noah changes the subject and asks if Ricky ask Ricky for a favor um, and then proceeds to ask him to stop being so touchy-filly around Wade. Ricky looks annoyed, I think kind of rightfully so, to be honest, and says that Noah's never minded it for as long as they've been friends. And then Noah says he didn't have a boyfriend then. So Ricky laughs and says, oh, he's your boyfriend now? Does he know that? 
So Noah looks disappointed, starts to walk away because, like, this is difficult for him to navigate. It's his first situation of this nature. Ricky grabs his arm and says that he knows all about the allure straight guys, but how does Noah know that Wade isn't going to go back to breastfeeding next week? Which, he always has these weird, like, phrases he uses when it comes to straight people. (laughs) Um, So Ricky says that um, he himself is only trying to look out for Noah, which, again, is weird because... This combo got off track really fast. That wasn't about him trying to look out for Noah. This was about him being touchy-feely in front of Wade. For, for some reason, those two ideas are conflated in this episode. Like, he's being protective over Noah by being touchy-feely with him. That's just like, I don't get it, but it's fine. Um, so Noah, he's still pressing forward. He says, no, please. He starts begging, and he's standing firm in what he wants. And Ricky um, plays around by acting if different acts are no longer cool so he like touches noah's chest plays with his hair um tickles him from behind he's like oh this isn't cool anymore this isn't cool anymore this isn't cool anymore what about this um so when he's tickling noah noah's doubled over and laughing and wade happens to walk in he's finally here from the footlocker so wade is wearing i wanted to point this out just because wade is wearing that same metropolitan ice cream shirt that Trey was wearing um, during one of the sex toy scenes, which is like, how short is the wardrobe fucking closet? Did one of the wardrobe people forget that they had already dressed Trey during the other scene with the same shirt? Am I supposed to believe they have the same shirt? What's happening? It's a very distinct polo. All the masculine man's habit, honey. Anyway. I guess it was really popping as a color combination during that time. Um, Anyway. So, Ricky seriously cannot be serious and when wade walks in he shouts wade and then um he says you know you're just in time for that threesome it's the gay way you know and then wade is angry so he stares angrily noah says nothing you know shaking his head looking very caught in between ricky looks between the two of them and then realizes that it's very serious for them and announces that he'll be back or he'll be in the back Wade keeps looking upset. His arms are folded. Okay, and, and I'll take it right from there. Okay, so, yeah. so the next scene, we uh, we are at Chance and Eddie's house, or Eddie and Chance's house. And Chance is on the couch reading to Kenya, little Egypt, little uh, Ethiopia. And Eddie walks in. Uh, Chance says, what kind of party is it? Uh, Eddie is clearly getting ready to meet up, go meet up with his hookup from the IM at 7, DL Thug Lover. And so Mm -hmm. Chance says, what kind of party is it? Um, Very monotone, very, very stout. And Eddie (laughs) goes, another boring retirement party. I'd much rather be staying home with my two favorite people. So Chance, ever inquiring, goes, who's retiring? (laughs) And and Eddie clearly, you know, uh, shoots back Agnes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is such an old lady name. Such an old lady name. Okay. So Chance goes, uh, Eddie, uh, so wait, so Chance goes, Agnes, and, question mark, and uh, Eddie goes, yeah, you don't know her, kind of crotchety, but nice enough. I'll be back before you can miss me. And so Kenya goes, daddy, night, night. And so, you know, they say goodnight and uh, Eddie leaves. Okay, so the next scene is Alex on, on 
Alex in his bed. He's lying in a bed with um with his black robe on, satin robe, with sex toys all around. Um, <laughs> bed, uh, with sex toys all around the bed, you know, because him and Alex are doing the sex toy thing. And then Trey comes in and he they um they kiss and he got, he goes, okay, babe, I'm gonna take a quick shower and then I'm gonna lay it on you. So they're getting ready to do coitus. And then Alex says, "Boy, you are so cute. What is this?" Um, so uh, Trey hands him something and then Trey goes, uh, just put it on. I'll be out in a few. And so he goes into the shower and then into the bathroom. And so Trey, um, Alex goes, Trey, you done fell and bumped your skull. You think I'm putting this mess on? And then Trey, <laughs> Trey says, you say something, baby. And then the phone rings and it's Chance. And Alex goes, Chance, what's the Gaga? And so <laughs> Chance goes, Gaga. Alex goes, bitch, what's tea? And so Chance goes, I took Kenya to the sitters. I'm going to track down Eddie. And Alex goes, where are you now? And uh, Chance goes, outside your house, outside your building. Okay, and so I'll just finish the scene and then I'll give it to you. Okay, so the next scene, we're, we're back at trade analysis. <laughs> and we're with Noah and Wade. <laughs> you are taking so Sorry. many liberties, I can't. I give up. I'm trying to speed through so that we're not, you know, so we have time to like... That's fine, but you just be like, oh, I'm going to take three scenes. And I'm like, girl, that's not what I said. I'm sorry. It's fine. Okay, so Noah goes... Um... <laughs> It really wasn't what it looked like. And so Wade goes, I told you, no sweat. Just don't expect me to join in no threesome. And so Noah goes, that was a joke. And Wade goes, was it? That is the gay way, isn't it? And so Noah, you know, had to set him right. Apparently, it's the straight way, too, lest we forget. And why are you so quick to believe stereotypes about gay men? You wouldn't believe those those kinds of stereotypes about Black people. And so Wade goes, but I am Black, so I know better. Which it clearly implies that Wade is not gay in this scene, honey. Um, so, <laughs> so here we go. And so, <laughs> um, so Noah goes. He's worried about me paying that comment. No, no, never mind because you did have your dick in his pajamas. He goes. He's worried about me. He thinks I'm making a mistake. Mm-hmm. Wade goes. I hate when he says how he says me in this scene, but he says he thinks it was me. He thinks you're making a mistake with me. I don't like how he says me. I'm sorry. It just does me. Okay, so Noah goes, you said yourself. You said it yourself. You're still struggling with your sexuality. And so Wade goes, yeah, but you have to admit I made a lot of progress. And it's not any of of Ricky's business anyway. And so (laughs) Noah goes, I'm his best friend. It is his business. Clearly, this relationship means a lot to Noah. And so Noah goes, he doesn't want to see me get hurt. And Wade goes, do you think I'm going to hurt you? And Noah goes, I don't know. Are you? And so um, Wade takes his takes Noah's hand and they're pulling each other close. And just as he, they're um, getting intimate, uh, Ricky interrupts and uh, Wade throws Noah's hand back towards his sides. And Ricky interrupts and says, Alex is just called. He pushes his hand away and... Uh, Ricky sees Romeo getting a little close to Raphael, tells him that they have the jet and they'll close up the shop later. So um, I guess they're going to explain what happened um, and then you can take it from here. Um, Ricky was really disgusted while seeing Raphael and Romeo flirting and exchanging phone numbers and stuff. I need him to calm down. (laughs) Anyway. 
So we cut to the minivan, which is pulled up outside of wherever the boys are at now. Um, we've got, you know, Alex and Chance and Trey are already in the minivan. Um, everyone else piles into the back, including Wade. Alex is shouting at them to get in. Like, Alex is in a rush. He is really ready to pull up a wreck, wreck shop. He was not playing. So he's like, get in, get in, get in. Everybody's like piling in the back. Um, Chance starts to pull off before the back door is even closed. So they start yelling because they're all freaked out. <sighs> Ricky is seated far left in the back with Noah in the middle and Wade on the right. So we're going to continue to have this dynamic of them fighting over Noah. Um, Ricky is complaining about Raphael wanting, not wanting him, but wanting Romeo because for some reason that is outlandish to him. Noah says, I like Romeo, but Ricky doesn't want to hear it. I'm complaining that Romeo was a hoe and he goes out too much and names all the places that he likes to go out. And Alex is like, bitch, you go to all those places too. Like, <laughs> all the places you go. Um, so Noah tells Ricky that the only reason he can't see why Raphael would like Romeo is because Romeo was a little flamboyant. So Ricky protests that Roe is not just a little flamboyant, but a great big queen. And Trey, chiming in at the right moment, thank you for sticking up for your your own partner, says, so? And Ricky was like, how can he choose that over this? And then he says, I'm as far away from a queen as you can get, which is funny because he's kind of right in the middle. <laughs> like, it's definitely somebody's queen. Um, so way blows out, much to my belief, like much to my agreement, a disbelieving sort of like, okay, sure, raspberry, but nobody acknowledges it. Nobody hears it. No remarks that they're going deep into the hood. He's like looking out the window. He's like, this is getting shady. This area is the hood. And then Ricky continues the, just not paying attention to know at all that Raphael is doing this to make him jealous, which is like, girl, please don't anybody, anybody think about you. Um, Romeo I'm sorry, Rafa, Ricky, there's so many R names in this episode. <laughs> Ricky put his hands on Noah's knee. And Wade says, in response to the comment about Raphael trying to make him je jealous, he's a smart guy because it's obviously working. And then he literally grabs Ricky's hand that is on Noah's knee and throws it, like, throws it off of Noah's knee, like, pushes it to the side entirely. And Noah looks uncomfortable because, once again, they're fighting. Uh, you ain't gonna be acting like this around my friends. Like, you can be disturbed by Ricky's behavior. That's all well and good. But you're not going to be touching my friend's body, even if, even if that's just their hand, and throwing it off of me or throwing it off of anything. Like, Wade is taking a lot of liberties in terms of, like, I don't know. He's acting crazy around Noah's friends. I don't think I'd be okay with that. Anywho. So Ricky friendly says that he's not jealous about the Raphael thing. Alex says it's not fair to say that he wouldn't like Romeo because Romeo is a queen. And then he says, a lot of masculine guys like him with a tank full of sugar. Right, Pookie? And then um, Trey responds, that's right, baby. And it's cute. It's really cute between them. Um, Chance is tired of the discussion. And also, so am I. So I'm very glad that he puts this in. He says, I'm sorry to interrupt your debate of the stigmatization of effeminacy in gay male culture, but we're here. So they pull up to the address, 1203 Vernon or whatever it was, um, and all of them pile out. They're creeping low. They're acting very stealth. They sort of run up to the house. The car is left running because they need a quick getaway, and they sneak up to the fence. So Noah's whispering about how he thinks this is a bad idea. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to break in? Um, but I guess I feel like they could at least peek in and see what, like, if it's a work party looking at staff, you can at least get a confirmation, but it's fine. <laughs> Ricky was like, Ricky replies, what do you want to do? Ring the bell? 
And so Alex thinks they should block Eddie's car in and like wait for his ass so they can surprise him when he's done. Um, at this point, I realized that they probably don't know. I mean, they probably do know that there's no party because if you're having like a party at your house and you live in the suburbs, even if it's just like a small gathering, people tend to drive in those sort of areas. So it's going to be like the whole street is like all the parking spots are full, which is not the case when they pulled up. So they probably already know that it's not a party. Um, Chance suddenly stops moving. He's like at the front of the line. They're all in a single file. So he stops moving and then they all run into each other, which is a cute comical moment because they didn't prepare for him stopping like that. And then he shushes them. And then we hear moans coming from inside the house, like very audibly. And Alex says, "Uh oh, and then Chance goes up to peer through the sheer curtains because, of course, the fucking curtains are sheer. And sure enough, there's Eddie in his boxes on the couch with a darker skinned, also naked man on top of him. And then we hear a voice inside say something like, I turn my volume all the way up to catch this line, by the way. <laughs> so the man on top of him says something along the lines of, you up with that gangster boogie? <laughs> Which I had never heard until I started taking notes. Um, and Chance says, you know, witnessing that this is really happening, he goes, oh, my God. And Eddie replies to the man on top of him, yeah, man, you know I'm down with that thug love. Chance turns around and says to the boys, let's go. Like, he's got his confirmation. He knows his husband is cheating, so he wants to leave. Alex stops him and says that if his man is in there cheating, you ain't just going to leave. Chance walks to the car anyway. Um, and the rest of the party goes up to the window to see for themselves, which I thought was kind of greedy. Like, y'all all want to see what's happening, too? Like, y'all got confirmation from Chance. Don't rub it in. But whatever. So Chance gets in the car. The party then runs to the car, and Alex starts to talk to him through the window because they don't want to just leave it at this. Alex says, this is crazy, and he has to go regulate and Trey tells Alex to let it go, you know, let Chance handle it however he wants to. Alex says no, because Eddie can't get away with it. And then Ricky says that he told Chance it was too soon to move in, which is honestly really insensitive. Which, again, I'm forced to agree with Wade, because Wade then says, wait a man while he's down. And, you know, he's correct for, you know, just a broke clock is right twice a day, whatever. So um, Ricky then says, who asked you? And so they start to squabble. Noah tells him not to talk to Wade like that. Wade said he doesn't have to be stuck up for. Like, Noah, calm down. I'm the masculine one here. I can stand for myself. Whatever. Um, They're in the background, like, arguing. You can hear their voiceovers, but we're really looking at Chance. So the camera is focused on Chance's shell-shocked face in the driver's seat. Um, Wade threatens Ricky more fighting blah 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 all of them get involved trying to pull them get involved trying to pull them apart from each other meanwhile chance begins to pull out like burns a little rubber skirts from the from the curb hooks left drives right into the front of the house so everybody gasps they finally stop fighting alex says he's lost it and they're all like staring at the at the house the hole that he's put in the house and they run towards the house eddie and the thug lover are on the couch covering their dicks with pillows, sitting three feet apart as if they weren't just all up in each other and looking shocked. The paintings have, like, fallen off the walls. The the whole house has been shook to its core by this collision. Um, The car, meanwhile, is covered in debris. The curtains are, like, strewn across the car and shit. Chance rolls down the window, because, like, the whole front half is in the car, so he's, he's in the house. Chance rolls down the window and says, Eddie, we need to talk. And he's like really calm which is like how you know he's ready to fucking fight um and then we cut to a little bit later in the evening so i guess it's a little later in the evening sorry 
So, okay. Mm -hmm. You can take that one, girl. Okay. So, little time has passed. We're now looking through the hole in the house like the cards been pulled out of it. Um, I kind of wanted to see the scene of him backing up out of the house. Like, why was I deprived of that? I think it would have been fun. Um, like, was he lost in it? Did they have to do a lot of maneuvering? Was it difficult? Did he need someone to direct him when he was backing up? Did he just also do that calmly like he did when he drove through the house? Like, I just want to know. But anyway, so the shrubs are fucked. The paintings are askew. Lamps have fallen. It's like almost too much debris. Like it looks like somebody ripped apart the couch and it's like, what, what how? <laughs> like when would that have happened? Um, anyway, so we see Eddie is now fully dressed. He's sitting on the couch again. His face is in his hands. He's looking very ashamed. You can't quite see his face. We see the thug lover is now in a black tank top, black shorts, black flip flops, looking very like, you know, around the way nigger. Um, <laughs> speaking to Trey. Trey has stepped in as the mediator. Um, so Trey is now in the living room, crouching between them. Um, he's calming down the situation. He's saying it looks bad, but it's fixable, blah, blah, blah. And then we hear a voiceover of Noah asking Chance, wherever they are, if Chance is okay. Alex is then heard also urging Chance to snap out of it so they can get their story straight. And Noah is telling Chance, he didn't mean, like, you didn't mean to drive through, through the house, you know, trying to get Chance to agree so they can get their story straight. And then we see the three of them, Alex, um, Chance, and Noah are seated on the curb across the street from the house. Um, Chance is in the middle. Noah wants him to agree that he was just so upset he put the car in the wrong gear which by the way that story would not check out like if you put the car in the wrong gear you would <laughs> just back up like i don't know how you end up turning and hitting a house but sure um chance says that he knew exactly what he was doing he's very calm still he says i know exactly what i was doing i meant to do it he doesn't even sound angry anymore he's just being honest about it trey comes back um from the house he's disgusted with thug lover he kneels by them now to give them some news. And Trey says the boy won't press charges, but only because he doesn't want to be outed. The house belongs to his parents. So, you know, it's it's a whole thing. He's just going to report it as a hit and run. Noah looks very shocked. And um, Chance, and, Chance and Alex look up at him, also in shock. Um, um, do you want to handle Wayne No, keep going. Him? I'll tell you when. Okay, so Wade and Ricky are expecting the car, like at another slightly different part of the street, seeing if it's still running well. And um, Wade is marveling the minivan. It's very tough because there's apparently no scratches on it or whatever. I want to know who left them alone. Like, why are they in the scene alone? Why are they <laughs> the only ones looking at the car? Like, why? Why would they even willingly be near each other? But sure. Ricky takes the opportunity to talk and tells him that Noah is a true romantic so Ricky says if Wade is going to hurt him he better do it now while he can still survive it and they've like gotten close at this point they're talking close to each other Ricky starts to walk away and then Wade grabs him by the arm really hard in my opinion um, and then Wade says that Ricky needs to stop being hands on and acting like he's Noah's man Ricky was like ready for this conversation mind you he says um, somebody has to and Wade wants to know why that somebody has to be Ricky and Ricky says who else is it going to be <laughs> you and he walks away but he doesn't just like regularly walk away he like backs up and is still looking him in the eye and then turns and walks away it's a lot very yes. dramatic am I still going 
Okay. Jesus Christ. Amazing water for this. So, um, Trey, meanwhile, is still talking to Noah and Chance and Alex and telling them that the boy's only 22. It's his parents' house, as I said before. Um, He says that he convinced the boy to just make it a hit and run so that they can leave, but they got to go right now. Um, I still feel like that story could fall through, though, because honestly, if they live around other Black people, some of these neighbors are probably nosy. They're going to be looking by now. They probably would have gotten some information about it. Even if they don't get a license plate, they're going to be like, he talked to the people that ran into the house. But I guess maybe they won't involve themselves. Whatever. They all pile into the van. (laughs) Trey drives as if they don't trust Chance to drive anymore. (laughs) Um... Eddie runs up to the passenger side before they can pull off and because that's where Chance is and he knocks on the window. Chance rolls down the window and Eddie says that he's sorry which is just like honestly so sad like that's all you could think to say. He just goes, I'm sorry. Like that's it. Like nothing else. Nothing. Anyway, so Chance tells Trey to drive and rolls up the window in Eddie's face. Um, and then they pull away. So in the back of the car, Ricky tries to put his arm around Noah, uh, but Wade stops him like mid stretch and is like, "Nah, player, I got this." And then, and then he grabs Noah and pulls him close. Ricky looks annoyed but lets it go, and Noah looks at Ricky apologetically before he puts his head on Wade's shoulder. Um, which this is not a solution at all, but for some reason it's a solution for them. Okay. And that's kind of the end of that time. All right. And so we are now at Noah's house with Wade. And Noah, Wade is on the bed, stretched out, reading a sports magazine. Noah is in his very, very, you can mm-hmm. see his print. You, he has on a tank top, um, a navy tank top, and some gray sweats. And he's on the phone. And so Noah goes, I don't understand why Eddie would cheat um, uh, replacing Wade's sports magazine with the joy of gay sex. Um, And Noah's still on the phone. He says, he seemed to be in love with Chance. We cut to the screen of footage of trade analysis. Ricky is watching Romeo and Raphael kiss. Uh, What's is Ricky? Um, men are not programmed for monogamy. He says, I've said it time and time again, men are not programmed for monogamy. Noah says, well, what do you think Chance will do? And so Ricky says, if he's smart, he'll leave. And so we cut to Alex. I told him he could stay here. And so Alex is in full gear, uh, full dominatrix gear, black with studs, armbands, everything, girl. (laughs) And Trey is standing right behind him in nothing but boxer briefs, also leather, I think, but I could be wrong. They could be Jersey. And so um, Trey goes to Alex, hurry up before I start without you and slaps him on his ass. And, uh, you know, Alex gives his little salutations and Trey is looking very scrumptious. Um, Alex puts on his glasses and Noah goes, we cut back to Noah. He goes, "Um, he can stay with any of us, but judging from his demeanor, I don't think he'll leave. He's too much in love. And that love is worth fighting for, says Noah. Now Noah's on the bed with um, Wade. And uh, Wade is very interested in the joys of gay sex. He has the book turned around. He's 
he's like imaginarily licking booty hole. <laughs> so I guess that's what they're going to do after this phone call. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so as he says that love is worth fighting for, um, Noah lays his head gently on Wade's shoulder. Oh, Wade has on a do-rag and Noah has his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Wade has on a black do rag and, and Noah has his hair and a pony bun. And so it's very it's a very play on top bottom culture. And um <laughs> the, oh, there's a knock at the door, Jenny Jones, Ricky Late. Um and who is who is it? It's out it's um chance crying and uh they embrace obviously um and they both start crying. And Noah brings him into the house, and that is the end of this episode. So, what were your favorite lines from the episode? My favorite lines from the episode were definitely, um, what's the Gaga? And I think that's iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write also, that one down, that's funny. And I also like, um, brown sugar. What about brown sugar, girl? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like those. Oh, um, and I also liked when Noah, you know, got back at Wade. Apparently, it's the straight way, too. That whole thing. Lest we forget. Lest we forget with his lips. Um, do you have a fan on, by any chance? No. Okay. I'm hearing something, but I can probably noise reduce it anyway. Um, I think I always write down, like... I always write down like three or four um, just in case we choose the same ones but I feel like old magazine girl is really kind of the predictable one but like Alex gives us the gems that's just what he does but that's on my list and then skeet skeet in my pants (laughs) do Ricky skeet skeet (laughs) (laughs) I think also yeah do Ricky skeet skeet is probably funnier and of course, girl, take the sweater. Just go take, take the sweater. Go take the sweater. My girl, creation. Sweater. <laughs> it's like every time we say it, we add an extra couple of C's and H's. Sweater. Sweater. Clearly, it only benefits me. Any recommendations? Um no reading listening viewing because i don't <laughs> um I'll just be viewing i don't be thinking no i i this week gave us what did it what did it give honestly um i guess you we said start it gave some color purple some what color purple yeah it did give some color purple it gave us also i guess um, like we got our first little like uh, dig at the ephemophobia and the black gay community. Um, white hooky. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> some people like them with a little sugar in their tank. A um, tank full of sugar. <laughs> white hooky. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> that's that's all Trey does is say that's right baby <laughs> I feel like we could do this show like if we were in an acting class and we forgot to do our homework we could just go up and do a scene from the show 
we know ev- all the words. This is this is. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially well, shit, like. It's really easy to binge and re-binge when it's only two seasons. Yeah, and and the op- the episodes are only thirty minutes long. Mm-hmm. And then twenty something after commercials are gone. Mm-hmm. And the theme song. So Man. yeah. So I really liked What's the Gaga. <laughs> so that's a good one. Especially because Chance didn't know what it was, and we know Alex just made it up. <laughs> so, what are the signs of our girls? Um, at this point, let's see, we are three episodes in. I guess we can start to make some educated guesses. You know, I feel like Noah um, definitely, I mean, okay, so he's super, like, he's supposed to be a true romantic. That's how he's written. That's even what the credits say about him on the opening credits. And I just feel like in that way, he could be, technically, they could have, like, been thinking about, like, Leo archetypes when they made his character, but also, I mean, especially because he's, like, very into what he wears, regardless of how hideous it is. He can't help that it's the early aughts. Um, um, that also could make him a Libra on both fronts. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, what did I say before? That he could be a Pisces because it's supposed to be all like sensitive and like whatever, but I hope not because fuck them. Yeah, ugh. I would hate to root for a Pisces. I'm sorry if there's any Pisces listening. Not our girls. <laughs> well, you know, we're generalizing. We're not talking about you. <laughs> um, I think. Um, I think Chance is a Virgo. He he's either mm-hmm. a Virgo. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> he's either a Virgo or a Libra with a Virgo cusp. He's probably got a whole Virgo stellium in that chart. Like he is very, very just Virgo <laughs> to the T. <tea. laughs> um, I think Alex, Mama Alex, is a Cancer because she has so much love to give. I know, but is is Alex that sensitive though? I think of them as manipulative and vindictive. So like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, let me think. Without spoilers, Alex in the Ford episodes like that are upcoming. Is there anything manipulative happening? Maybe the thing with the whole like the whole oh it's caffeine. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. in the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. Maybe, but it's not canon. The movie's not really canon to me. How is the movie not canon? It's just something they did to, you know, wrap up the show. It's not really because you don't want you don't want what's his name to marry what's his name. Is that it? Exactly. Noah should have ended up oh. with Baby Gat. That's just how I feel. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, uh... oops, sorry. <laughs> um. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I, I don't know. I feel like Alex is a good leader. Or just naturally assume the leader role, but who would that be? Like Aquarius? Oh no, fuck them, honey. Okay. We on they on my shit list right now. Oh hi. <laughs> they can't um, lead nothing. They can't commit to nothing. They can't make no decisions. They airheaded as hell. Fuck that. Nope. True. Nope. True. I'd rather you say that he seemed like an Aries or something, and I'm not really cool with them either. <laughs> That's not true. I have a lot of Aries friends, and they are very like loyal and supportive. Okay. So maybe. Maybe that's my canon, my head canon. Okay. Well, we already know Mama um, Ricky is a Scorpio, or um, I know if they didn't say that, I'd be like, "Girl, you lying." And it's not like I want to just like say that's all the Scorpios are, but I feel like that Ricky's the kind of character you write when you're like, "I want a character who's a Scorpio," <laughs> like you know. <laughs> he's just... and he's a little like 
not insensitive, like they're technically sensitive, but I think a little bit like caustic, mm-hmm. a little brash, like they can be. Yeah. So when are we gonna get that threesome? Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> like, girl, you're in Wait. heat, right? Um, right. Call me anytime. <laughs> no hook up tonight. He could be. A <laughs> he could be a Gemini too. That hasn't come up yet. That has not come. Up yet. <laughs> no hook up tonight. <laughs> Just some foreshadowing. That's my favorite line. <laughs> no hook up tonight. How is that your favorite of all the lines? I feel like you let him get your bujanas has to be my top, like tippity top line. Yes, Alex. I let him get my bujanas. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> I don't know. He was so bashful. He was, you know what it was? It was just moments after he had taken some dick. And, you know, it was the dick he wanted. It was way. Oh, my God. And so, you oh know, God. he was all high up on them pheromones. And he just. Oh, God. <laughs> but what I didn't know was who was going to protect me. Oh, God. We will, okay. obviously. <laughs> but protect you from what? Protect him from what? Sometimes with the dialogue, like, I love this show. And we've had this discussion already <laughs> at least, like, three times on the pod. But sometimes with the show, I'm like, the writing, as much as I'll stick up for it, I'm just like, when I dissect the conversation, I'm like, this don't make sense. R- protect him from Wade. <laughs> Okay, but no, you won't, though, because he's going to do what he wants. <laughs> that is true. Because Noah, I mean, but okay, the girls told him not to have a threesome, and where did he go? Off to have a threesome for this man. So let, let me ask you this about the show. How old are they all supposed to be? Because he's clearly the baby. Noah's the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But how old are the rest of them? I don't know. Because, like, Ricky has a store, and he's had it for a while. He's had it since the flashback. Um, Alex is married. Chance is married. But this is Noah's first boyfriend. So what are the age? I don't know. I think Noah took a class with Chance, and that's how he met there. Right. In graduate school, he was his instructor. So wait, uh, when Noah's probably, like, 28. So wait, well, if he if he was in grad school, then he yeah, it's probably up until he was like twenty five, twenty six. So <sighs> Chance was probably at least like ten years his senior. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so they're they're, look- they're mid to late thirties. Yeah. And they're and he's mid to late twenties. I believe. Okay, that makes sense. I guess the babies still look. That would be they still look good. Daryl Stevens still still looks good for his age. I know. I don't think he's aging, really. Yeah. He's done some other web series and things. Maybe we'll, like, look into that and talk about those as this comes to a close. They had him play a top in DTLA, downtown LA. And how did that work out? No shame. It was fun. It was fun. Um, And then they had him bottom for this white boy. It was fun. It was cute. So, like, the character was a top, but then he bought him for the first time, or for a rare well, time? Well, for a rare time. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think there were only, like, two Black people on that show. It was a horrible show. That doesn't sound good. Shows about LA. Girl, did you know, I just found out. Wow. I just found out. that there, I'm, 
actually, I think you you saw the thread, but I never knew. I never knew that Jennifer Lewis and Cree Summers played a lesbian couple in some film. Oh, I never knew that. Yes, I don't remember what it's called yeah. right now. I can look it up. I guess. Hold on. I never knew Cree Summers mm. actually played a character that wasn't voiceover. <laughs> Of course she has. And you did know that. You're just being shady. No, I'm not. I've never seen her act yes, you in are. anything where she is herself. Oh I have God. never. She even made an appearance on um, Queen Sugar, which I've fallen off of. Uh, girl, um, I haven't been back to Queen Sugar since episode three. <laughs> the ser- Oh, it's a series. Sorry. A series called Courthouse oh, okay. from 1995. And I didn't even know they were of a similar age. But now that I think about the way Cree Summers looked, which was like, you know, mature, but still very like youthful, if that makes sense. Like lines on the face, but still no, very No, I youthful. would never. Um, the way she looked on Queen Sugar. I guess they are the same age. I, I would have never thought that they were the same age. Cree Summers just gives me youth. But again, I've never seen her face to like age it. That's because she's Susie Carmer, Michael. Oh, her last name does not have an S on it. It's just Cree Summer. Yeah, Cree My Summer. bad. Um, because it's her middle name. That makes sense. Um, she's 50. Oh, she's 50. Okay. And Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis ain't no damn 50. Is 63. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're okay. not. I was going to say, Jennifer Lewis is not. So she was in a show where she had her... Uh, Mama. Mm-hmm. A sugar mama. <laughs> you should look into it. Anywho, that's it for me. Okay. That's it for this episode, which I forgot to say the title of, I think. This episode was called Don't Mess With My Man. I'm not entirely sure why. Oh, because of Chance. Okay. Chance is going to bring the girls in rec shop. And, oh, I don't think I mentioned this. If you watch the um, He Wasn't Man Enough for Me, Tony Braxton video, you will see a young Miss Alex in the opening credits. She is by the bar. You did mention Okay, that. she's by the bar dancing. Um, yeah. I think you mentioned it in the first episode of this non-season. Okay. I just, but not just want to reiterate, we love, a, we love a cameo. And that's one of my favorite songs. Love a cameo. Do you know... Do you know about the Cameo app? Have we talked no. about this? <laughs> There's an app called Cameo, or I guess maybe it's a website, but whatever, um, where you can pay celebrities a, a, an amount that they have determined um, to have them send somebody like a video of them sending a personal message. Basically. Oh, so like, is, like it ranges in all prices and all levels of celebrity. Is that what Deborah Messing is asking for? Two fifty. <laughs> Is that what fucking um, Black China's doing now? This is what celebrities are doing? Oh, girl. Let's see. (laughs) So this is what it gives. This is what the girls are doing. This is not... Honestly, it makes some sense, though. Like, you can do this from your house. True. All right, Black... How do you spell Black China? Don't judge me. I feel like she don't spell it the way the word actually... No, it's actual Black... Black um, China. Yeah. She not on here. You just a shady queen. She ain't on here. <laughs> no, but she is offering nine. She said nine fifty for a follow back and for FaceTime. She'll FaceTime with you for nine fifty. I don't know for how long. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. For a FaceTime with, with Black China. What are you going to talk about? 
<laughs> I don't think I don't think I think it's just like a message. I don't think it's no. Just a it's actually a Facetime. Like you Facetime. And she, oh, yeah, hers. you talk to her. But like, okay, you, that's dumb. Why? Um, what does she have to tell you? What are you? What? I don't know what you're doing, but it's making a lot of noise. <laughs> like a crackly noise. <laughs> um, it's okay. Lavar Burton's on here. Whom I love. really? How, how much you charge? I can't see like the the website's being really weird for me. Hold on, Lavar two fifty. Oh, see that would be cute. I would do that. Um, Tommy Lee for four hundred dollars. Sean Kingston for two hundred. I don't know who's buying that. But I'll let Sean you know. Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> What about T-Pain? He's important to somebody. Let me see. Is T-Pain on here? Neo's on here for $200. This is how the girls are getting their remote coins because oh, they can't tour. Um, came right at the right time. I don't see a T-Pain. I don't see a young Mr. Tenderpain here. Really? Um, I don't think that's what that T stands for at all. Um, Teddy Pinder Ash Brown. Yep, who else? Yes. I called him Tinder. Oh. <laughs> um... I know Beyonce ain't on there. <laughs> Who is this for a thousand? I don't know this person. Derek Minor? Who? Who the hell is that? The hell? It'd be so many famous white people. Oh, he black too. Oh, he black. No, he mind black. I was <laughs> Girl, we old, girl. Yeah, white people will be famous as hell, and I still don't be knowing. I don't know their face. Stacey Dash is on here for 50 50 $50. The girls are getting 200 She's only $50. Wow. (laughs) And I still wouldn't. Uh, All right. Wait, let me look for Violet. Quit after this. She ain't here. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, we can get off. Okay. Bye, bye y'all. y'all. Thank you for watching this episode with us. This episode was um the theme song was sung by Adriana Evans. Um yes, <laughs> and we will be here next week talking about oh, what's the next episode? Um, I think it is the 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 episode uh and uh, drag. Who? Yeah, but what? That's a great episode. Um, where's my uh, Nothing going okay. on but the next episode. No, is... don't make me over. Yeah, don't make me over. So yeah, that sounds like it probably is that. Okay, so look forward to some drag festivities, y'all, and us cackling and all of that. We will see y'all next week. Blah, 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 blah. Gonna hang on a second. This shit better work this time or I'm gonna fucking scream. (laughs) Bye. Okay, bye.